0: What's up, y'all? This is from Books Bills Podcast, a podcast for the young professional. It's your girl, Erica Helling, all the
1: way from Atlanta.
2: And it's everybody's favorite staff member, Shaq, all the way in Gainesville, Florida.
1: And this is Perfect Patty. I'm over here in Tyler, <laughs> Texas.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm laughing too, Erica.
1: Wishing I was in... Well, I wish I was. I wish I was on somebody beach speaking of burnout
2: today. Well, I, I just want to know, where can we drop this perfect adjective today?
1: We sure can.
2: Because uh. <laughs> Perfect Patty just been all over the place recently, y'all. It's going to come to the light in a second. Give it a few minutes.
0: <laughs> How are y'all doing today?
2: As the Saints would say, I'm blessed in the cities and in the fields. Do you hear me?
0: We hear you, Shaq. And you also tipsy in the cities and in the
2: fields. That's a lie. I'm not tipsy. I, um... I just started drinking my margarita, like just started drinking it.
0: Okay, I just want the lie on you.
2: You just wanted everybody to know I'm drinking a margarita. That's all it is. <laughs> you see how black folks do.
0: <laughs> um, I was going to tell y'all something, but I forgot what it was. I'm doing well today. I am tired. I have like not been sleeping all the way through the night, and I wake up, and then it took me like an hour to get back to sleep, and then I'm knocked out. But I've been tired. Like I feel like I ain't getting enough rest. That ever happened to y'all?
2: Yeah, it happened mm-hmm. to me recently when I first moved here. But y'all know what I tried? Shout out to Jasmine. She had talked about something about their weighted blanket. And I put me two, I put a blanket on my bed and an extra comforter. And when I'm telling y'all, I be sleeping like a baby right now. My God. Mm.
1: So that's
2: all you needed. Maybe that's what you need to try, friend, because you know you don't got no uh, flat sheet on your bed.
0: And the devil is a liar because I actually had one on there.
2: Uh, about time. Y'all, I think that's so nasty when people don't have no flat sheet on their bed. And up until probably yesterday, Erica then used to put one on her bed.
0: Talk about it. I don't see the problem. It don't do nothing. That's why you ain't get good quality sleep. Y'all act like the flat sheet weighs anything. It's useless most of the time. Uh,
2: c- no, it's the fact that comforters no. ain't meant for your body to be laid up against all the time. Comforters sit on the bed forever. How often do you wash your comforter? You know what I mean. But you wash your sheets all the time. Well, hopefully you're supposed to wash your sheets every I week. I hope you do. Y'all not right. gonna insinuate but, that I but don't. Your comforter, you don't necessarily wash that.
0: I wash my comforter. I mean, not as the same frequency. How often? Not the same frequency as I wash my sheets. But I wash my comforter. You need a you need a top
1: sheet. Okay, everybody, calm down. I got one. We You on. here talking about where we keep condiments in the refrigerator. We really need to talk about how you how you make your bed. Do you have a top sheet? Do you? I mean,
2: if you don't, you're nasty. That's the bottom line. Yes, I do. Here I am with extra blankets on my bed. I just don't know how you wash your comforter all the time. I mean, if I can't wash my comforter either one. Both of them gotta be dry clean. So like I don't know how you do that. So I definitely gonna um I'm definitely gonna have mine, my top sheet on there.
0: Y'all, like, well, I wash it one by through the washing machine. And now I'm actually not gonna put it in my washing machine no more because there's not the cotton or whatever is in it. It's shifted around because it would be too messing big. it up. And so now I gotta take it back to the cleaners. But i take it to the
1: cleaners.
2: It done shift it around because you didn't put it in a washing machine.
1: Well, I I made that mistake before too. So Erica, don't worry about it. But um, uh, do y'all know how good it felt to you know, when you was in the books part, you got that little extra long twin comforter from Target or Walmart. yeah, a so little cheapy cheaper to get you through. But then when you came out of that, when you came out of bonding. <laughs> And you spent that good money on that good comforter with the matching shams, okay? Well, my mama did.
2: It felt good to <laughs> yeah, so you, so told. thank you.
1: <laughs> Not my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Not
2: my mama. That was a gift. Do y'all still got y'all um, comforters from like freshman year and stuff? No, I passed
0: them down. Um, I finally got rid of mine. I think when I moved uh, into my apartment in Baton Rouge, I finally I had I had both of them because I had two different rooms, but I finally got rid of them. But I have the the last comforter I had because I had a full-size bed when I became an RA. I have that one.
2: Well, y'all, I, you can tell I was raised by old folks. My granny linen closet is like full with blankets and shit like from ages ago. And I guess I just kept it because in my other bedroom, I got my freshman year um, comforter, my sophomore year comforter, comforter, which is different. I got another one that I had, junior. I got like four comforters from undergrad. My ones I had in grad, one of my ones I had in grad school, and then I started recycling. But when I moved to Augusta, I got a new one. When I And when I came here, I got a new one. And I got them all. And I used
1: Ooh, Shaq, you got all the money. <laughs> I had one comforter, <laughs> okay, for them all no, four years.
2: You know how you, you change size in your bed, right? So I had a, a twin size, then I got a full size and a queen size. And then, yeah.
1: I mean, I understand, <laughs> but we had that. She had a one. Twin, extra long <laughs> we had one. And that got passed down to my cousin. So <laughs> check got all Now them.
2: my last my last senior year, because you know I was a super senior. I had the one from my first senior year. But that's really the only time that I kept the comforter. Now my friend always talks about me because my comforter that I've been using, I got it from my granny. <laughs> and
0: it looked like and it came from your
2: granny. Hold up. You ain't gonna play my granny. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying your granny is a seasoned woman <laughs> and it looks like do. it came from her shoot i still have my um i don't know how we got on comforters y'all but i'm pretty sure this is really touching somebody's soul a wheel but i have my comforter from when i was in high school i have that one one of them it's a duvet cover so i still have a bunch of covers but i got rid of the two twin extra longs because i i never felt like it was enough cover for me i'm like i'm grown now this twin extra long it ain't fitting on my feet i can't stretch under it so i had to move on and get rid of them I, and I might have given one away But they was perfectly fine But I was like I, It got to be too much Transporting all them blankets So now I got about Four or five
2: I got two whole totes ones For when I move I have all my comforters And blankets in
0: It's helpful Cause I
2: didn't even tell y'all About my blankets I just told you about my comforters I got a whole <laughs> set of blankets
1: <laughs> You know people Make weighted blankets Shaq just stack them mugs <laughs> Weighted blankets Actually have like rice Or beans Or something in them <laughs> Shaq said, "Oh no, let me just go to the closet." But y'all know, that's too much money. They are expensive, but my version
0: of a weighted blanket is I use a heated blanket. I purpose to keep it cold in my house so I can put my heated blanket on, and that soothes me. See,
2: that's a waste of uh, resources.
0: We're gonna move on because y'all not finna talk about my sleeping arrangements, and I'm done.
2: No, I'm just saying you ain't the only person I know that be talking about like. Oh, I I keep it real, real cold in my house, and then I put on a lot of blankets. That's stupid, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad you think it's stupid.
2: But I also am the person who, like, I sleep with it hot as hell in my house.
1: Right. You don't turn on no AC?
2: Uh, It come on sometimes, but for the most part, I like to, like, when I have gotten a good night's rest, I wake up in the morning with just, a like, a shiny forehead from Almost Sweat. Oh, no. Well, the last time I
0: slept at Shaq's house, he wouldn't let me use the heater because it was freezing as hell i was on the couch shivering after having traveled to Gainesville to help my friend move in i'm on the couch shivering and he wouldn't even let me use his space heater and then he was like "You down there with the air conditioner why don't you just move it i'm like i don't come to people's houses and move the air conditioner without permission so just let me have a heater because i know i'm getting sick and i and shack honestly like you would do me i don't really need a no response what you need a heater for you should have went in the closet
2: and, and got one I of the eight blankets. blankets. Thank you.
0: No, Shaq got these raggedy ass blankets. They like some blankets, like they them, <laughs> the blankets are like insulation. They like foam blankets that you put on the on the bed. I like only the, the got the one cap. of
2: those. They Why like she some trying to talk.
0: Malone's cost plus blankets. I,
2: don't like that. I only got <laughs> like, one of those kind oh, of blankets. Oh
0: no! <laughs> no, I had, and he That's the one he gave but me. And Erica I'm is like, neglecting kind of to is share
2: this? with y'all that she slept on the first floor. She could have came up to the second floor and got in the bed. No. She could have sleep down there still, on a leather ass packing. couch. So you deserve to be freezing. No. But then Erica is also the type of person, y'all, where she likes, if she see it, she got to use it. Like if she know it's there, she just has to that use it. Is like such a little old a lie. in the candy shop. She wasn't studying that damn space heater until she saw that I had one. And therefore, I did not let her ass use it. And then what she do anyway? Came and got into bed and and slept comfortably. I
0: didn't. I didn't get into the, get into bed until eight o'clock that morning. Because why? I went to bed at midnight and told Shaq to come get me when he finished cleaning up. He didn't because he fell asleep like thirty minutes later. We done talking about this. We finna talk about last week. All episode. right,
1: guys.
2: I just need you to lower your decibels a little bit. The people ain't really worked up. Let
1: on on let, in last week's staff meeting. Erica, Erica, something's happening with your tone. I need you to bring it back down. No, it, the tone Thank is for you. Shaquille now.
0: Last time staff meeting, I don't need approval of my tone from you. We talked about
2: <laughs> who is she talking to? From one,
0: we talked. Girl, about... Get back on subject. I'm, I'm looking around. Uh, Jasmine, I am who... talking to you, so you calm down. I was talking to Shaquille. So don't don't, as my daddy would say, this is a b conversation. Your way out of
2: it. Well, wait a minute. We
1: 11 minutes in. Can we get to the to the recap, please? Because what? she
2: ain't gonna come for both of us.
1: Okay. For the third time,
2: I turn Jasmine. I turn her audio down for the, <laughs> for the rest. Of, <laughs> I turn her audio down for the rest of the podcast.
0: Well, thank God we're getting us another. Keep messing with
1: the sound engineer.
0: Actually, it's not the recap. It's actually time for the petty question. Shaq, did you have anything you wanted to add about that? Because I'm assuming Jasmine doesn't have it.
2: Don't you do her like that? Jasmine got the petty question. Jasmine, oh. got, I, not on the air. Jasmine is my buddy, and Jasmine got this question. Come on, friend. I know Perfect Patty got the question. <sighs> I actually don't. She never disappoints.
1: Perfect Patty does not have a question, but I wanted <gasps> to tell y'all about my God. a petty incident that happened.
2: Hold up, hold up. Perfect Patty is unprepared? That's your best buddy. I just don't know. I'm at a loss for words.
1: And she's at a loss for a question. I think I took a page out of your book, Shaq. And decided just to not do anything. Be free. When I get home, I don't want to do nothing. I decide <laughs> I want to be lazy.
2: Well, that's real. That is real. Do you hear me?
1: So I've been studying. Tomorrow is my first exam. And I was not worried about no petty question. But I did have a little incident that I had to call, phone a friend for because
2: So now we done went really, from petty to question of the day. Petty. I ain't got that. So let us go to confessionals. Okay. These are my confessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So anybody in school, especially in nursing school, you know you have to have an internship. And I was supposed to be with another midwife this semester. I did my due diligence. I went to talk with her in person. I sent over my affiliation agreement. She signed it. Everything was, you know, perfect. Patty had it together. Okay? I was just waiting on her institution to clear me. So come around, it was like maybe three weeks later, the institution clears me, sends out an email saying, hey, I'm letting you know, the midwife and the student that been cleared, She's Jasmine's gonna start on this date. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know. So the midwife replies to the email, but then she CCs another provider, which is the head medical officer. Then the head of HR and then the head nurse of the clinic gonna say, well, when I didn't hear back from this young lady, I went ahead and accepted a different student. I said, you know, when you get an email say who it's from, then you gotta click like more info to see who she CC. Mm-hmm. So I clicked it and I saw all them people on there. I said, oh, what you're not gonna do is come from my care. It ain't. So I had my finger, my fingers got to go. <laughs> Okay. And I had to send an email to my partner. I was like, hey, you know, this is a situation. I need you to read over this email because I'm about to send it off. And I just said, hey, you know, I'm sorry if there was some um, misunderstanding, but I came to talk to you on 819 in person. You agreed to have me as a student. I sent over the paperwork. You signed it personally on 822. I was waiting to hear back from your entity. Um, And now that I'm cleared, I see that you have another student. It's a, you know, if two students is too much, that's fine. I can look for placement elsewhere. But what you're not going to do is lie on me. I ain't put that in the email, but that's what I'm saying. What you're not going to do is lie on me.
2: So what came of this? Like, what'd she say?
1: Oh, I found a whole nother, uh, she didn't reply to the email. HR called me directly and was like, Jasmine, I don't know what she's talking about. Me either, but y'all need to figure that out. No, see I brought that all that up to say that I saw her in the clinic today, and she looked all surprised, like she thought I wasn't gonna be there. No, I'm gonna find a way to get my requirements in. She said, "Good morning." I said, "Good morning, Sarah." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not this little look,
1: Sarah. Sarah. I, sh- I gave her that shoulder. Good morning. And my granny would say, mm-hmm. Sarah. Yes. Good morning, Sarah. Uh huh. I'm here. Yes, I am. You weren't gonna stop me, helpful.
2: Okay. But anyway. Okay. Well, since we ain't got no petty question and we doing confessionals, uh, Erica, what's your confessional of the week?
0: Um, I don't think I have anything, but I will say.
2: I got one for you.
0: Okay. I do too.
2: Uh, Right. Because today, so this episode, whenever it's going to drop, just know that this recording that we're doing right now, (coughs) y'all, is not because, like, we a whole day late. Because somebody don't know how to work their computer. <laughs> so we done recorded a whole podcast, y'all. But not a whole podcast, half a podcast. And then Erica like, oh, oh my gosh, y'all, I'm having a problem. First of all, she didn't went to this new software, didn't know how to work it, and just lost all of our data. So that's Erica's confessional for the week that she taking some sweet time. I ain't even got no base search this week because I was supposed to be on a date tonight. But I sacrificed my date to be here tonight Ah. recording. So that's Erica's confession for the week, y'all.
0: Okay. First of all, if my fellow co-hosts want to try and play me on this show, you know, that is their right. And I'm so mad. Let me also interject that had I been drinking a margarita with ice in a cup on the show, getting it all in the microphone... Shaq would have had everything in the book to say about me, but he over here clink-clicking on his ice.
2: I would have, but you know what I got right here? I have a little list before me of all the times when I got my ice, so I know when I go on there to take them and edit them out. Because I can do that, because who's editing the podcast this week? <clears throat> me.
0: Anyways, my computer has malfunctioned.
1: Well, okay, I don't even want to... Uh, Erica, mm because we done spent too much time. I was going to say, your confession was that you done been working out in the gym because I see a little neck. Okay? Oh, You have got oh. your shoulder meat out. You look good. Well, I will say.
2: You're looking lovely. I'm
1: looking lovely. Okay? So I
0: will you say that. You see that collarbone?
1: That,
2: huh? We
0: see that collarbone. Okay. I will say I have been working out in the gym, boxing, kickboxing, strength training five times a week with this boxing gym here called team octopus and um what's funny is and i'll make this very brief um is yesterday i I weigh in on tuesday nights and i went to go in yesterday but i didn't lose any weight actually gained half a pound and i was only down like a little over one percent and i was pissed i was like what the hell like i have been literally i have been in pain every night y'all because i'm working out there hard in the gym like i'm really motivated and so I asked the accountability coach. I was like, "What the? How is this happening?" And I was like, "I have literally been doing everything." And so she was like, "You know, sometimes you have days." So I talked to this other guy, and he was like, "Have you been eating enough food?" And I was like, "I mean, well, sometimes four hours, maybe five hours to go by, and I haven't eaten." And so he was like, "You can't do that." Um, he was like, "Your body can't burn calories that don't exist." And as a safety mechanism, if your calorie deficit is too wide your body will actually store the food because it thinks that you're starving and it doesn't want to die. So it won't lose weight. <clears throat> so this morning, I don't know. What happened in the middle of my sleep? What happened overnight? I got on the scale again just because I was like, let me just try. And I actually lost three pounds. So now I'm down actually. Just she lost
2: three whole pounds. Three whole
0: pounds this week and i'm like right around 10 pounds in three weeks and i don't know what my body fat what my percentage of body fat is but i'm hoping it's gone down so i have three more weeks left in the challenge i'm feeling pretty confident um and then this is just me kind of putting this out there i'm also trying to get a part-time job at this gym as an accountability coach and they really love me like they had so many of them told me they love me so much so hopefully i get this job and then i have a free membership and i can keep working out with them so but yeah i'm proud of myself
2: okay you've
1: been doing good friend i see the results
0: i appreciate y'all
2: that's beautiful
0: we ain't ever gonna get this episode today come on moderator all right it's here we called
2: go. a staff meeting
0: staff meeting so on last <laughs> in last week's staff in last time staff meeting we talked about teamwork makes the dream work and basically gave y'all our 10 tips for how we feel our 10 tips for working in a, on a team or in a group um did y'all have any comments
2: absolutely i had some comments so um one of our faithful colleagues, uh, Brittany Bynum, if you will, oh, that sounds a weird, near and dear friend of mine and mentor. She said that we missed one, and, and when she told me, I was like, "Damn, you're right." Um, but she said that we missed the fact that we should. One of the tips should have been to either call stuff out, like like call. Oh well, shit! I can't even get my words, y'all. Address problems as they arise, and so she was like, "One of the things she's found that's." A, um that's very beneficial to the team is like if there is a problem go ahead and address it or either just don't wait too long before you address it because then more problems can come from that and so i agreed i was like that was a really really good tip um so yeah
0: that's cool i think that's definitely a good thing to bring up and also be receptive to it um and work past
2: them so shout out as I always shout out our uh, colleagues who engage with us. Shout out to BB because she uh, shared that with me. She also had another tidbit and she said to tell Perfect Patty to stop coming for me. But listen, Perfect Patty really needs to stop coming for me now because all of this shit she used to say, just coming back to bite her in the ass. Y'all, you see how she unprepared today? Mm-hmm. Really?
1: One time compared to how many?
2: I only messed Y'all, up three times. And check was don't three even show up for staff
1: meetings, <laughs> okay? Don't communicate that he's gonna be running late to the meeting. That he's, you know, he's sick. he's gonna take a day. Nothing.
2: And God is but still on the, the one throne, time Amen. I have a petty
1: question. M, mm. Continue on. Well, I'm gonna move on.
2: As you always do.
0: On this week's staff meeting, we will be talking about <laughs> <laughs> burnout, and I'm burnt out on my friendship with Shaquille.
2: I'm burnt out on recording we this week, but I had to come back and record again, thanks to you, so.
0: Thanks to my computer. <clears throat> anyway, we'll be talking about burnout today, Um, and for the sake of the show, we will define burnout as when you don't want to do your job anymore, you're bored with your responsibilities, and you have little to no desire to continue in that role, career, et cetera, whatever you want to apply it to. And so our first question of this evening is, when is the last time you experienced burnout, and how do you think it happened? Check.
2: Why are you picking on me, friend? I'm
0: not picking on you. You're the first person on the uh, on the staff meeting agenda.
2: I feel like you picking on me because you know when the last time I experienced burnout.
0: Well, they don't know. It
2: my, it, 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 now, everybody know this. At my last job, my God, today. Whew. Do y'all hear me? All right, let me tell you. I had started taking on so many responsibilities. Well, so I didn't take them on. I, they were given to me. I was given so many responsibilities that the pieces of my job that I like. I didn't even enjoy them anymore and y'all know that's that's really bad you know and so um I yeah I didn't like my responsibilities I didn't want to do the job it was taxing to get up every day and go to work it was just tiring and so yeah that was when and so it was my last job and to put a little time on it it was about I, I'd i say that it really started happening like three three months ago right? so about three months ago got you what about you Erica
0: um, so for me, it was when I was working in res life. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I was working in res life since I was a sophomore in college and I had the opportunity to kind of climb the ranks in res life just about every year that I worked in res life. And so by the time that I got to grad school and was, it was getting to the time I was going to graduate and I had to pick, um, what we call a functional area. Um, I was like, I, I, I can't do this no more. Like res life is res life. And I don't mean it negatively, but. Residents going to be residents. Buildings going to be buildings. Facilities going to be facilities. Like, toilet break at LSU is going to be the same process if you break at Alabama. Like, it don't matter. Um, and so I just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and, yeah, that's that's kind of how it happened for me.
1: I think I experience burnout when I get bored, when I feel like I've mastered a lot of things. Like, um, you know, as a school nurse, it's pretty, like, routine. It's not a lot of excitement. I'm not learning new things every day. So I just got tired. And then the kids suffer from that. So I'm like, I need a new challenge. I need something different.
2: I got a question though, Jasmine. I feel like, and, and I'm just going to say what my uneducated, my very ignorant point of view is, but I feel like the work of a nurse or a healthcare professional, like, yes, it's new every day because you got new patients. So I guess, does that newness outweigh the fact that at the end of the day, <laughs> this going to sound crazy, but. Like, at the end of the day, you still only working on folks every day when you go to work. So, like, does that make sense? Like, if we thought about it like an outline, you know how you outline, you got points one, two, three, four. But then in the points, mm-hmm. in the one, two, three, four, you got the A, B, C, D. Yes, your A, B, C, D's are going to change, but your one, two, three, fours are going to stay the same. So does that bother you or is it the ABCs that you had got bored with? Like, you know, because I feel like otherwise being a nurse, you're still going to be a nurse, like. You still gonna be saving lives? Yeah, every I think day.
1: it's just, <laughs> I think it's the general.
2: <laughs> At some point, you're just gonna be ready for folks to die. You like, die,
1: hell. <laughs> oh, it's a general thing. So, like, the great thing about nursing is that, okay, I'm tired of dealing with the pediatric population. I'm gonna go over here to maternal health, or I'm gonna go over here and do hospice. Like, you can change the main bullet points as far as, you know, that's concerned. But yeah. There are some days where I sit at my desk, I'm like, oh, I just want to do something where I don't have to worry about if some life-threatening things. I just want to do retail. <laughs> like, can't nobody <laughs> die? You know, can't nobody get I hurt? I want to sell some shoes. It's a lot of anxiety when you're dealing with, like, people and life-threatening issues. Like, I just want to chill one day and not worry about if, like, somebody going. to
2: Okay, cold. so follow-up you know, to that. Is it? Is it like more relaxing to work in hospice because they expect it to die? So like you ain't got no pressure.
1: <laughs> I don't know. My dad works <laughs> and I don't in mean to be
2: insensitive. I don't mean to be insensitive about any of this, but I'm just trying to get, you know, get to the bottom of this.
1: We want answers. Speak out. Uh, I guess you just making people comfortable. It just depends. But my, I know my heart, that would cause me anxiety, like to work hospice. So I just don't do it. My dad does hospice. I'm on the other end. I, I like labor delivery. I didn't
2: even know your family was in healthcare.
1: Oh yeah, that's how I got started. My dad is good at what he does too, I would have to say.
0: I didn't know that about your dad either. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: I wonder like how is success measured as a nurse?
0: Client relations. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yes. Yes, but I mean like <laughs> Do somebody keep up with the stats? Is it like ten people? What died stat are under... you
1: asking about, Shaq? Because I have one in my head that I thought she was about How many to say. people she saved?
2: Like yeah, so like yes. I want to know like in a year t- when you get your yearly review, do they be like, okay, looks like we had ten people survive under you. Oh, but we have seven fatalities, and so we're just we need to figure out. You know, like I want to know like.
1: I think some people are looking at that, but the particular role that I'm in, it's all about client retention. So, my caseload of 25 moms, I get them from pregnancy until the baby's two. So, how well am I retaining those people that I'm enrolling in the program?
2: Can you lie and be like, oh, yeah, I talked to Mm so-and-so. We had a good conversation. No, you ain't talked to them in six months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now, let me tell (laughs) tell y'all this. So, I went to a conference, and I saw one of my nursing classmates there. She does the same job that I do back in Beaumont. So... Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said the city, but who knows who's listening? <laughs>
2: okay, goes down uh, <laughs> the directory of the nurses in Beaumont.
1: <laughs> okay. But um, what happened was her supervisor took some vacation time. And so my classmate stepped in her spot and she was doing the paperwork and she s- saw something wasn't adding up. So she called her supervisor and was like, well, so-and-so has been saying and is claiming visit time and mileage on this person, but that person, that patient, says she ain't seen her since May. Oh, dun, my dun, God. Dun. What you going to do about it?
2: What you going to do about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you could fib, but it's my license on the line. It's not worth it. I'm going to just say, well, so-and-so, and answer her phone no more. She don't want to be in the program. Moving on. Yeah. It's not worth my job.
2: If you lose your, your your nursing license, though, can't you just go like work for a cult? You know them cults, and you can be the nurse of the of the village, and then be fine. Friend,
0: you're running out on these questions about the nursing.
2: I'm just yeah.
1: wondering if you have any additional questions, you can email us at Podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or can I just get on? Uh, can I get on Instagram at Ask Nurse J? Hey,
1: there you go. Okay. Say that, friend. But those are some good questions. They had good intent. Let's see. So, Erica, did you take any steps to reverse the burnout in your role? Share, you know, some details about it.
0: Yes. So, in Red's life, like I said before, I started when I was in undergrad. So, I went from RA to senior RA. To senior, then I and and while I was senior RA, I was senior desk assistant, and I had quite a bit of responsibilities as a senior RA for the last two years. I was in undergrad. Then I went to Um, grad school and pursued a graduate assistantship in res life again the first time i was a grd um graduate residence director i was a co-manager the second time i specifically asked for a community that i really was interested in and i thought would bring me some new challenges and responsibilities and it did but i ended up managing that community by myself so Ideally, the next step that I would have taken after being a GRD would have been an RLC, which is a residence life coordinator. But because I got to manage the community and the staff by myself, I was like, I don't need it anymore. And so I think my goal was to take steps and get new opportunities, which I did. But once I got those opportunities, I didn't feel like there was anything else that I wanted. I won't say needed, but that I wanted that was going to show me anything different for res life. Um, and I and I will say that it's not that I wouldn't work in res life now. I I would just have to be doing something that wasn't live on, um, and wasn't student student facing in the same way that I came through res life. So it's just like
1: I just knew like I can't do this for the rest of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. What about no, you, Jasmine? I you? I
1: think that's how I was answering. Were you listening? Hmm. I felt the same way in this last position. Like if you get a school nurse job. Those people never leave. Like they retiring, just like they retiring from labor and delivery positions. But as a school nurse, I just felt like it's, it, it's time to move on. And in the position that I'm in now, when I start feeling antsy or getting anxiety or getting irrit- irritable, I just start to travel. That's real. That's it. I just need a
2: break.
0: That's real.
2: I just can't imagine you being no nurse. No, I mean not no <laughs> a school nurse.
0: I mean you was really hung up on this
1: today. I loved it. I know. <laughs> Come on, friend.
2: Like, don't do y'all not think about that? Like, it's weird to me that we are at the at the age of some of the older people were when we were younger. So like. I remember being in school, grade school or whatever. And I remember when we had new teachers or new nurses and stuff. And I remember they had just graduated college. And, you know, the, sometimes it was their first professional role. It's crazy as hell to me that that's where we are now. Well, we a little bit beyond. That's first us role. now. Yeah. Like we young, we the young folks. And like, that's crazy. And some of my classmates are back at our old uh, school district, like working and stuff. And I'm like, I, there's no way in the world I would want my kid learning from you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't even you don't even know subject and verb agreement. Like you barely can read. But Lord, they somehow muster the degree and they are working in the school. And I'm like, oh God, this is us. So it's just like, damn, all these people that you know from the time they was in their bullshitting stage to now where they really doing a damn thing. It's like that's crazy and weird.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Wait, Shaq. So let me tell you, as a school nurse, I had one little boy and he was sick as a dog. So I decided, you know, I had to call the parent. And I looked at the name, and I was like, dang, that name sound familiar. Because I went back to my old school district. Not my exact school, but in the school district. So I'm like, okay, you know, they say, your mama outside, baby. Let's walk outside. So come to find out, it was the daddy. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, Lord. That was my first love. Little- ah! Oh,
2: my God. Oh, Jesus.
1: It was, He was just looking at me. And I'm like... All right. Well, baby, uh, I'll see you. I gave him instructions on how to take care of his son, you know, whatever. But I was like, this is so awkward. I'm back at this, I'm back at in this district, and now your kids are at my school. Awkward. Every time he will come pick them up, I'll just be in the room, be like, oh, I just can't, <laughs> I can't deal. Yeah.
2: I was actually talking to my auntie about something similar. So she has been a teacher in the same school. So in our school district back home, it's only three schools. The elementary to the junior high and the high school, anyway. My auntie has been a second grade teacher since the, before I went to second grade. Well, now it's like my classmate act, my godson is in her class, ain't that crazy? Yes, and she doesn't That's talk full about circle. like circle, yeah. So, like, it's just like dang, like she got these, pe- she she taught these people's mamas, right? Yeah, Ooh. your
1: auntie coming up on retirement
2: oh she yeah she just okay
1: okay Mm -hmm. you teaching generations no i
0: i completely understand that because i think about my first my super my first supervisors that i had when i was in undergrad they had just graduated school and it makes complete sense now and just it's awkward
2: i just be thinking about them times when i be bullshitting like you know how we still be bullshitting at this age right now and it's like dang you know our supervisors used to do that too
0: yeah, and now I look back and I'm like, "The apple don't fall far from the tree," is anyway. what it comes down to. Yeah. Anyway, so the next question.
2: Wow. You gonna skip over me like that, friend? Friend,
0: You keep running off. Well, you've been talking changes. so much, I didn't forget. Go on ahead.
2: Shit, I'm just throwing life into this. Speak life, if you will.
0: That's fine. You gotta edit it.
2: But the last time I, um, the steps that I took to reverse the burnout, I couldn't reverse it. It was too late. I packed my bags up and I got the hell up out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is very short. No, I didn't reverse shit. I left. Um, and Here I am in a new city. The end. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just can't fix it.
0: That's real. So the next question. Since you have experienced <laughs> burnout, what are some precautions you take to prevent it from happening
1: too soon? Jasmine. I think. Okay. So. Somebody once told me that uh, I make life changes every two years. And so with that being said, I've learned to put some uh, roadblocks or some precautions in place so that I'm not changing, like making these drastic changes or life changes every two years. Um, And so every month I travel or I might just, you know, take a personal day, a mental health day, whatever is needed to make sure that I protect myself from burnout because I want to keep this position until I graduate.
2: Where you be traveling to? When the next time you're going to travel and see us?
1: Next weekend. Okay. To see y'all? I'm traveling next weekend to travel. I don't know when I'm going to see y'all. I ain't got no invite. Shay.
2: I've been ready for y'all to come. Y'all know I'm an hour and a half away from Disney World.
1: I'm ready to go to Disney World,
2: too. I'm ready for y'all to come. Come stay with me. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell y'all this real quick. It's on the same subject. So, speaking of traveling from your airport What what's your airport of choice jasmine dfw all right so i was scrolling through my my personal facebook and i saw where dfw has now has direct flights to augusta and i was like dang right i was like how timely is that my <laughs> ass just left i could have been having me some direct flights or whatever well i scroll over to my work facebook because i have two now and what did i see gainesville has direct flights to dfw so, shut your mouth! Uh, yes, yes. Shut your Come mouth, on, friend. I'm gonna be having me some, uh, some, some have to travel there. Now, you could travel here, but that means Erica gonna have to travel. But ain't no direct flights from Atlanta. Well, Delta has a direct flight, but you, Erica's a Southwest person, and and Gainesville ain't got Southwest. So, whenever we gonna get us our next trip, you know, we'll do a little thinking on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm I'm down for whatever. Love, thank you. Okay. So, I think this is... Oh, no, no, no. It's my turn to respond. Shaq, did you respond?
2: I was about to say, I don't think it's your turn, but you can go, friend.
0: No, you can go, friend. I just know you would have went off on me if had I done this.
2: Well, hell, somebody respond.
0: Right. It's your turn, Shaq.
2: I'm being a gentleman, and I said, friend, you can go. Don't y'all hate when you're being generous to somebody and they don't accept... That
0: them? wasn't even generosity.
2: We not used to it. <laughs> Well,
0: anyways, to prevent it from happening for me, I, um, I think I done got confused.
1: It's Shaq all these damn Oh, push. right. He didn't
0: did threw me off, but nah, don't, uh uh-uh, he ain't did no wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And I, um, to prevent it from happening, I try to ask for different tasks, um, early on. Not to necessarily overload myself, but just to get some, to break up the monotony. And I definitely try to, um... I don't think I try. I do. I do work-life balance. Um, I think it's kind of interesting now. Like, I'm I'm not burnt out on my new job by any means, but I have realized like I need some more things to do, and so I've been trying to get involved in different projects. Um, because my my main go- my main task is to call students all day, and so I'm like, if I gotta call one more student, I need try to give me some. Can I order some food? Can I plan a program? Y'all need me to sweep? I mean anything. Just give me something else to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it don't even matter. And then, of course, work like me I also travel. I'm on tour right now. Um, my next stop is Washington D.C. in a few weeks. Um, so I, I travel on
2: tour. Wait a minute, who the hell you think you are, Janet I- Jackson?
0: No, my uh coworkers, Justin Clinton. <laughs> my coworkers make fun of me and say I'm always traveling, so I'm on tour. So my next tour. As day- the
2: old folks say, that money just burning up your pocket.
0: No, I- not them points. Is- Gathering in my them points, app. them miles. Amen. So yeah, I take my days, and my job is super flexible. So we get to work from home one day. So it really helps um, to just not get too overloaded.
2: Okay, no okay. Um, well, precautions that I take, I really don't know. That's why I wasn't trying to answer this question because, like, you know, you you can fight or flight, and I flew my ass on out of my last uh, situation. <laughs> And so, thanks be to God, I'm not in a situation right now to where I have had to think about some precautions. Um, I do know, I think that if, you know, the position, like, I think about some of the reasons why I had all those responsibilities in my last role. And I think I will be saying no a little bit more. But it's a fine line, too, as a black man, to, like, navigate our field. It's a thin line um, between between love and and hate. hate. Hey! Um, But I think it's a thin (laughs) line because you don't want to say no too many times because you also need to think about the networking and all that. And contrary to the rest of the world, my field is dominated by women. And so, um, you know, as a man, I do want to elevate or whatever. And so I have to say yes to more things. And so it's, you know, I got to wiggle around with that. Um, But I'm going to say no more than I did before. And the feminist side of me won't let me go on and say, yes, it's dominated by women, but for some reason, more men are still in those higher roles. And so we still got a long way to go. But I just I did have to recognize my error in saying that and my privilege.
0: Thank you, because I was going to come for you. (laughs) So bonus question. Do you think. That there are any benefits to experiencing burnout? Do you do you feel like you've ever gained anything from that experience? Check you first. Would you like for me to go first? You just spoke.
2: I can go. I mean, I don't like. Is there a benefit to ever like being burnt out? Yet I would say yes, because it's like you know your limits, and you and you can reflect back on like, well, if you really want to, you can reflect back on what are the things that made me feel this type of way, and how can I work differently. And so while I haven't had that opportunity right now to like change anything, I have been able to think critically about some of the things that I know for sure that I want to change. And so, yes, I think every now and then it is good for people to get burnt out when it's healthy. So not necessarily burnt out on your entire profession, but on a position here or there. I think that's good because if you just go through all of your positions, just, you know, feeling out like everything just roses, then you're going to be, you know, you eventually you're going to hit the damn wall, you know. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, I think burnout is natural. Um, and I think it's really beautiful when it happens for people after an extended, and I I use this loosely, but an extended period of time. I think a few episodes ago when we were talking about how to uh two weeks notice, we were talking about some people actually leave their jobs not because anything bad or it was overwhelmingly bad. It was just like it's time. You know, I'm burnt out on this particular experience. And I, I think that's really uh, natural. And I think even if it doesn't happen that way and it's more of a um, "I got to get out of here similar to like my situation or Shaq's situation, um, I think it helps you really think about what is it? What do you want? Like, what are some non-negotiables? What are things that you're not going to do? I'm going to say no a little bit more to their responsibilities, even if it's something that I like. Even now for me, as I'm asking my supervisor, and my supervisors and superiors for uh, additional responsibilities, many people have offered me things to do, but I'm like, I was honest with my interim supervisor last week. I was like, I know you asked me to help on the so-and-so committee, but I'll be real. It's not a, it's not an area of interest for me. And so I'm like trying to find that balance between accepting things because I can have something to do versus doing something that's going to grow me in an area where I feel like I need growth. Um, And so I think that's the reason why I really even though burnout hurts sometimes and it's really uncomfortable and it's frustrating and stressful. I think it really does force you into a place to figure out what is it you want, what you don't want and how you want to move forward in that time.
1: You know, I agree with what you're saying, but it makes me think, how did people stay in jobs for like 50 years? Just with one company for so many
2: years thinking, dang. Yeah. we were talking I also about think that. that just highlights a difference in our generation. Like so many of the other older, older yeah. folks, they can work at a factory forever. But hell, I know I couldn't.
0: I mean, my aunt works at TI and she's been working there for years. The people who make them calculators we got to buy, she works there and has been working there for years. My grandmother also retired from that place. And we were literally talking about this name. We talk about it all the time in our office. As millennials, we are looking for passion. We're looking for connection. We're looking for a job that feeds our soul and makes us happy. And a lot of our parents and older, I don't know that they were working for happiness. They was working to pay the bills. They was working to live. So it's like, I don't care if you don't like your job. You got to work it. And so I think that's a lot of what happens. Because my auntie definitely been wanting to retire since I was in high school. And she's still going to T.I. every night.
1: Well, shoot. Social security ain't nothing. Right. I met somebody today. This is a whole other subject. But I met somebody today that they, they worked for years. And their social security is like two hundred dollars a month. Who can live off of $200 a month? Nobody it's very somebody sad. please tell me.
2: That's why I was pissed off last staff meeting when I was telling y'all about that person I know who ain't really sick, acting like they sick, but they getting fourteen hundred dollars a month.
1: Yep. yeah We're gonna have to have a little staff meeting on four oh one K savings, four oh three B, whatever it is that you got, it's important. Cause social security is not, it's not gonna cut it.
0: Especially if you ain't getting it no time soon. Well, that is all we have for today. So I hope that was super informative, Um, you know, c- talking about burnout. And I hope that you all share your stories with us um, or take our advice on how to prevent burnout.
2: And let me challenge our colleagues because they've been them kind of people on the team that just don't ever say nothing to us. Y'all, we really want to engage with y'all. We need y'all to share. Like, I'm ready to start fooling with y'all the, the what they say, fooling with y'all the long way.
0: I thought it was the hard way. <laughs>
2: The no. long way, hard way, damn it, some way. <laughs> Ooh, what
1: the kids saying nowadays? What they say? What the kids do? If
2: you're cool with me, fool with me. <laughs> 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 I feel like I feel so damn old. I ain't
1: never heard that. Ooh, one. Moving on, because we we darn near at an hour. We done talked casually, but um, what going on? I ain't reading for nothing. You ain't read.
0: You reading Fundamentals of Midwifery?
1: <laughs> yes. Midwifery. Uh, okay. It's kicking my behind. But you know what? I ain't gonna stress over it. There is, a, as Shaq pointed out the last time we were talking about it, barnesandnobles.com slash book club. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that in October, Barnes & Noble's having their... uh. Well, in ours, it's every two months. It's an absolute remarkable thing by Hank Green. I did purchase the novel. I have read one chapter, and it seems to be good. So I'm gonna read it in time for my book club. <sighs>
0: May I make a comment about reading? <laughs> what you got to say? Um, just <laughs> just so everybody knows, you still on that same page? I'm still on the same chapter
1: <laughs> that I was on. Girl, bye
0: last time I updated y'all um chapter six I think it
1: is we just not gonna ask for no update you let us know when you finish how about that I'm
0: gonna let y'all know when I get to chapter seven
1: I didn't ask for that I said let you let me know when you finish but as nurse jay I had someone ask me about depression and specifically do I suffer from depression and what do I do about it um I'm going to self-diagnose myself. Yes, I do suffer from depression. <laughs> wait a minute. But...
2: Wait, wait.
1: No, wait, wait. No, no, no. I
2: realize this is probably a serious topic, but you're not going to say, I'm going to self-diagnose myself.
1: Um, <clears throat> So I have a diagnosis of suffering from depression. However, the self-diagnosis comes from, I would say that it's seasonal depression. So I get really down and out when it's not sunshine outside. Like we had this big stint in the Dallas area of, like, straight rain for, like, two weeks. And my mood was just, like, down in the dumps. Um, And it's scientifically proven. Like, some people do have that seasonal depression. And so one of the methods to help me is that I have a light box. Have you guys heard of that before? No. Okay. So um, it sits in the corner. It just radiates light, like, in times where... It's rainy. It's gloomy. Things like that, and it actually boosts your mood. Erica got her mouth open. You didn't know. You ain't ever heard that. It? You plug it in. Yeah, you plug it in.
0: How it know?
1: How does it know to, what? You
0: want to come on? Or you just cut it on?
1: You cut it on when you need oh, it. You cut it on.
0: How you explain it? You mean like it was like it sensed it?
1: Oh no no no. <laughs> you you manually turn it on when you when you feel like okay. I'm feeling my mood change, and it's definitely because the weather outside is frightful, okay? <laughs> so you turn it on, <laughs> and it's supposed to increase your mood. And so I use that. I, I've used essential oils to help me sleep because the other side of it is anxiety, especially because I'm in school. I feel like I can never catch up. In my mind, you know, Perfect Patty got her list of things she needs to do. And at the end of the day, I would like to wrap it up with a pretty bow and feel like, okay, I've done all that I can do. Now I can go to sleep. But in grad school, I feel like the list never ends. And that brings me anxiety. So that's where Shaq was talking about the way to blanket at night. I also use essential oils um, like lavender to help me sleep at night. So just some sleep hygiene things. And maybe I can talk about that next time. But um, that was a good question, especially right now as the weather is changing.
0: That's cool. Um, I've definitely experienced depression and anxiety. Um, yeah, I think I, I also I've never heard of a light like box, but I think I might invest in one because that sounds like a really cool thing. Even though I really love like dark weather, um, I love it. It doesn't necessarily make me sad and, you know, it doesn't make me any more sad than I than I would be if I was something was making me sad. I actually really love it. Um and it's a name for it. I think it's called Plu, uh, Plutio or f- Flutio something like I f- I'll figure it out. But um, yeah. And I also use essential oils. Um, I feel like the essential oils typically lemon, uh, cinnamon, um, grapefruit, anything citrusy, peppermint. Um, they're supposed to increase your mood. I don't always feel like the essential oils that are supposed to improve my mood work as well as uh lavender and patchouli or patchouli oil which i also use those to go to sleep um but y'all my oil diffuser done broke so i gotta give me a new
1: one i didn't wore it out wait, wait wait let me tell let me tell the colleagues that erica used to make her own body butter and lotions Ooh, i used to get compliments all the time like girl you glowing i say, i know <laughs> i know i know I was dipping my finger trying to scrape the, the sides all out. But I'm mad. I my didn't even know about Erica
2: break. making this until she was halfway done doing it.
1: Well, I'm I think
0: I might make it a seasonal thing and do it for Christmas. Or whatever holiday you celebrate. Oh, bring it back.
2: Well, let me tell you, I bring ain't gonna back. put it on that me. I can't recommend it to nobody because I'm scared of how I've been to gave it to somebody for a gift and they get the itching.
0: Anyways. <laughs> really,
2: friend. <laughs> He's so rude. I'm just playing. I give it to somebody for a gift.
0: Um, but yeah, so I, those things I do and I just try to meditate, um, uh, meditating is sometimes hard to do cause you just, it seems like it's so hard to get into, but once you're into it, it's really great. Um, I also, if I can, um, I will get out of the house, whether that's to go to Walmart or to just be around other people, um, that I know will increase my mood or call somebody and talk to them, um, things like that. Um And I'm also a huge advocate if you feel like it gets to this place, and especially if you can afford it or your insurance covers it, um, go to therapy. I know that's a stigma for a lot of people, um, but not a, it's not a stigma for people. Sometimes it is seen as a stigma. There's a stigma about it for particular groups. um, But really, therapy is really great, talking to somebody who has no type of connection to you and just really giving you an um unbiased look into your life and asking you questions and kind of forcing you to deal with some things. And so I would definitely recommend it
2: Amen.
1: But yeah that's what I have for
0: her. Ask Nurse J. Alrighty. Well for my segment I wanted to talk about the Bill Cosby conviction. Um I don't necessarily have a question or anything to guide it. I just wanted to talk about it because I know it's been in the news. Um but for those of you that haven't seen Um, I believe he receives three to ten years in prison. And I know You think he
1: really gonna get ten years? I don't know.
0: Honestly. Um, but something that I will say to God our conversation is I was looking I was listening to um The View. And um this is hopefully is going to be a very monumental case. It's gonna be it's gonna set the precedence um, for a lot of people, um, who have been charged with this, because Bill, the, what makes, uh, Bill's, Bill Cosby's case and the victims, um, and the, what the victim that they were able to actually get on the witness stand is that he was convicted without any forensic evidence. Um, he was, a lot of his conviction, well, his conviction was really based on not, you know, what maybe somebody would typically called hearsay but it was all based on what the witness said and so that's a big deal and so Whoopi goldberg was talking she was like if i were weinstein if i were trump if i were any of these other uh kavanaugh i would really be worried because if the courts are going to be leading in a direction of really believing which they should believing these people who talk about the assault they have experienced whether they have Forensic evidence or not, that's gonna really change the game. um But it's, I think it's interesting. And then the the other people, well, I'll let y'all comment on that first.
2: Well, I'm ready to talk, and I think I I'd be remiss if I didn't first acknowledge my male privilege. You know, one thing I'll say real quickly: black folks and oppressed people are quick to acknowledge their privilege. I just wish white people would do the same thing. Um. Anyway, so I will. I like. I want to acknowledge my privilege right now and say that yes, I am. A male while I understand. Well, I'll say I understand completely that I don't understand or or I should say I'm cognizant of the fact that I don't understand a woman's struggle. How about that? But I think that this is where I struggle with this Bill Cosby case. Right. Because. You the, all the names that whoop that you just listed, that whoopie said, there's a fundamental difference between them and Bill Cosby. And that's that Bill Cosby is black and all those other people are white. And so it pisses me off to know that a black person is, is going to jail by these allegations and now conviction, if you will, but a white person, excuse me, multiple white men are free. And, and so this is where I struggle as a feminist because I'm like, yes, if they like, I understand that if they at any point sexually assaulted those women, absolutely justice needs to be served. But I'm very upset with the fact that it's only being served to black people, which is consistent with the rest of the system, like the way we've consistently been treated. And that's why I'm upset about it. So, no, I don't think that why, all the motherfucks, folks, Trump, especially his bitch ass, um, <laughs> none of them, they shouldn't be worried because they're white <laughs> and nobody's ever going to care. K- Kavanaugh, he shouldn't be worried. He's white. He's going to be on, in two two weeks from now. He's going to be appoint- like confirmed to the Supreme Court. All of this shit they doing right now ain't doing nothing but making folks mad because it just it's not gonna do anything. So it really bothers
1: me. I wish that I wish that Bill wasn't the president, like you said, Eric, you know, like you mentioned. But I wonder if he will. Like you said, Shaq, like, will things fall in place? Will justice be served? Like, okay, you know, according to the witness, they said Bill did this, Bill got sentenced. Okay, so what about all these other folks? Now, if you do not follow suit, Then you really gonna be like, okay, this isn't this is not fair. This is injustice. And one thing, you know, there's not one one mold, and that's not fair. There's not one one treatment for this particular offense. And it's not fair.
0: Yeah. And I I completely agree, Shaq. I don't I hate that the black man is being made an example of this. But what is bothering me? Because he
2: always is.
0: Yes i agree
2: and any arguably it's not even an example he just made an example for the rest of the black the, the other people of color because white people are still gonna do the same shit even worse and get off with it clearly right. i'm heated right now
0: i'm mad too that makes me mad i think the only thing that pisses me off about this argument is that people are i don't agree with this um because this is near to, this is dear to me um and i recognize my bias to this too um but I don't, I don't like that the black man is being convicted and the white people are n- now get to sit back for Lord knows how long before they're hopefully convicted, right? Um, but I also don't think that it's appropriate to make excuses just because he's black to say like, oh, y'all gonna convict the black man, but y'all gonna get the white people, so he should be let go. Um, the reality of it is, regardless of color, regardless of age, regardless of benefit to the community philanthropy whatever else you want to go on there if you sexually assaulted somebody you need to be behind bars point blank period um and so i just i i think it just brings up so many things because the fact that we even have to have this discussion of white person rape somebody they get a slap on the wrist or get appointed to the supreme court versus a black person like the fact that we even have to because Bill Cosby is black and because of his effect on the community the fact that we even have to go back and mention it because the reality is if he was some Joe Schmo, no one would care that he had helped build a playground in a in a low-income community because he raped all the kids no one would care so the fact that we even have to go back and look at all of that is ridiculous um and so I just I, I hope you know I can only hope that um things change but to be honest, I've said it before. Like, I'm always hesitant about what things are going to do. And it's not me being pessimistic. It, I mean, it's 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 trend. Um, We watch how things have happened over time. So, it is frustrating on so many levels. On so many levels. And I guess we're going to see in three years how long he's in there. So, yeah. I
2: just there? have to say, again, as a male, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion. It probably is problematic in some sort. But, you know, just to steal these words in a different context in a way different context i shouldn't even say it but if it don't fit you must acquit and because so many other cases depend on forensic evidence like why can't bills and so that's why i struggle because we see these cases like emmett till where emmett till all this shit that happened and the lady come out and say that she was lying and then, well, it's too late because this young man is dead. This young man is lynched. He's killed. Yeah. You know? And so what if this lady who just sat up there and confessed or, or what did they say, um, what what do they uh, testified? Excuse me. What if they she comes out and say after three years that she was lying? Well, ain't shit going to happen to her. You know? So, like, that's the problem that I struggle with. And as, as much as we should say, like, I understand the point of view where it's like, oh, no, you know, bill did it so therefore he need to go to jail but the white people they just need to get justice so we just need to fight for them to get you know like we need to send them to jail too i'm arguing differently and saying no until the white people go to jail the black folks don't need to go either because so many other things in this world have been let's take let's let's make an example out of the black person but then you know we can hopefully later on you know we'll have faith that the white people are going to get convicted. No, 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 no. I want to see the white people taken down first, and then you go back and get the people of color. But it's the system that I, we live in that ain't I get
1: what you're saying, Shay. I get what you're saying, Shaq. But, okay, let's talk about the other issue, that there is no, like, forensic evidence that this happened. It was, you know, based on her word. So you mentioned, like, okay, you can come back at a later time. Like, oh, she was lying. Oh, I was lying. But Bill already, you know, served his little sentence. He's 80 years old. He might be done passed away by then.
2: And you didn't tarnish um, his reputation. So do you,
1: oh. you, man? And taking paychecks out of people's pockets, also. But do you think that we should solely go off of like testimony? Do you think it needs to be forensic evidence in order to convict somebody in these type of cases?
2: Yes, yeah, I mean, I do. I
0: think. I think for me, I think. Evidence is evidence. I don't care if we're talking about a sexual assault case or not. Like, evidence is evidence, and we been seen it on plenty of cop shows. They don't lie most of the time. So I think it would definitely be helpful, but I think what makes it tricky in when you talk about cases of sexual assault, when you think about the person who has been, is, that, is when you think about the victim, like, <laughs> and I've had this conversation with friends, I, it hurts me that people don't say stuff. And I know we, a lot of this is talk, spoken about within the context of men um, sexually assaulting women. Um, and so I'll keep it there for my statement. But, like, I know a lot of the times, um, and there's a lot of talk about women not coming up and saying anything. Of course, with the Bill Cosby case specifically, and a lot of the others, it's a a, a question of statute limitations. Like, it's been X amount of years, like, or whatever. And, of course, the evidence doesn't exist anymore. But uh, um, I do challenge people. And I don't necessarily disagree, but I do challenge people like it's a lot like to be in that type of situation and then say I'm not going to say you're not going to take a shower until the police get there or come have all these people take pictures of you and grab cultures and DNA from your skin and figure out who your aggressor was. Um, And so I I hate that women are constantly put in a situation where like they unknowingly or out of nervousness or embarrassment or whatever she want to put there, get rid of the evidence um, but I think there is a, for me at least, I believe there is some value to believing these women because for, for years it's been like, oh girl, didn't happen to you. Or people just make, make excuses mm-hmm. of, oh, you shouldn't have been dressed like that. He wouldn't have touched you or you shouldn't have been doing this. And he, he wouldn't have been aroused. And so I think, I, I definitely think there has to be a balance to it. But I think just historically women have never been trusted in that way. It's just like, whether you got, whether you got forensic evidence or not, he didn't do that to you. It must have been that short dress you had on. It must have been that 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 note you wrote. And so I think all these things that we're talking about are based on fundamental issues in the in our in our country in the world, like the race, the sexism, all of it. And so I think it makes it very difficult.
2: I think we do to to raise it back off of what you said, Erica. Yes, we must change the system. We must fix that because people should like if. First of all, nobody should be sexually assaulting anybody. That's where the damn system that's what we need to fix. But because we realize that it's gonna happen, we need to fix the system and so that people like people are not like victimized beyond their uh, like their pre existing assault. Does that make sense? So like you know, like if you go and confess, we're not stigmatizing you like it's okay to come and confess. Like we want we need to make it okay for people space. to come and confess. yes and report these issues, therefore we can get them like, because in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, nobody would be sexually assaulting anybody. But the next perfect level to that is that if they were assaulted, somebody would go immediately to the rape unit or X, Y, Z. But we realize that there's so many other pieces to that that they're they not, not going to go. And so I think we got to start where we can. And I think we must like, we must normalize God, this sounds bad. I'm trying not to be problematic, but we must normalize reporting, no, like I make it okay to yeah. report, so that anybody and they could always feel comfortable with reporting. And that starts by like stopping retaliation, all these types of things. And once we build upon that report, that culture, and of making sure that people feel empowered to report things in a very very quick manner, then we can go. Cause God, I just, I wish we could just eradicate all this damn assault but it's just not the case so who am I to sit here and say and I realize sexual assault does happen with the opposite way Some you know women can initiate it but primarily men do and so it's just so much under there, and that's why I struggle with this whole topic but it, it just really angers me as a black man as a black person that we see all these cases but Bill was the only one that we've seen in the last whatever that has gotten jail time
0: well, thank you um we would definitely like to know y'all's thoughts on this it's, it's a it's a rough topic to talk about um for a lot of people um so yeah
2: well yeah well y'all let us know um let us know your thoughts um and we would like to know them of course so the best way to do that is to tell us over social media you can do it publicly on any of our walls or you can dm us because we love dms it goes down in books to bills dms also so you can follow us on facebook and instagram at books to bills podcast you can follow us on twitter at books to bills and on if you want to send us an email you can email (laughs) us at from books to bills podcast at gmail.com
0: thank y'all for engaging with us tonight have a good night